It's October 17th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Jake Elsey, Tony Gonzalez, Kay Granger. What do these three members of Texas's Republican delegation have in common? Well, if you read the title, then you know what we're about to say. You see, today, Republican Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio lost the first round of voting in his bid to become Speaker of the House in D.C., with three Republicans among Texas's delegation voting against him. Jordan was nominated by the Republican caucus late last week, after Kevin McCarthy was ousted in a vote a couple weeks ago. On the first round of voting, however, he failed to clench the gavel with 20 Republicans casting votes for other candidates, casting votes against him. And among those were Representatives Jake Elsey, Tony Gonzalez, and Kay Granger, all three of them from Texas. Elsey cast his vote for Representative Mike Garcia. Gonzalez and Granger, meanwhile, voted for Representative Steve Scalise. Now, it's important to note, neither Garcia nor Scalise were nominated for this position, and both voted for Jordan today. Now, additional rounds of voting are expected, possibly even today. I mean, as we're recording this, uh, they're saying perhaps we'll have another round of voting tonight. Keep in mind, Speaker McCarthy was elected in the 15th round of voting in January, so this could be a long process. But compare that to what's happening in Texas. As we've discussed, since the end of the regular session earlier this year, talks to, about efforts to remove and replace House Speaker Dade Phelan have grown. Those conversations intensified following the failed impeachment of Attorney General Ken Paxton, which of course was led by Phelan and his representatives. And when the U.S. House removed Kevin McCarthy from his position earlier this month, the discussion hit an all-time high. Last week, we told you that Representative Tony Tinderholt attempted to ask Dade Phelan, Speaker Phelan, some parliamentary inquiries and was shut down by Phelan. We now know that those parliamentary inquiries were on the process of making a motion to vacate the chair. Tenderholt just wanted to ask how that process was done, when was the proper time to do it, how many members do you need? In response, Phelan barred Tenderholt from asking any more questions without prior approval, essentially silencing him on the floor. Now, whether or not a member makes the motion to replace Phelan during the special session, well, that remains to be seen, though calls for Phelan to be replaced have grown. You've got Donald Trump, Ken Paxton, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, the Republican Party of Texas, all calling for new leadership in the chamber. When looking at how the Texas House works, however, in comparison to what we see in Congress, there's one notable exception. That is, is that even today, all the Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries, right? They did not vote for Jim Jordan. They did not vote for a Republican candidate in Texas. Democrats unite behind the speaker, in this case, Speaker Dade Phelan. Dade Phelan has been elected with all Democrat votes in all of his uh, previous two elections to the speakership. And so that kind of Democrat support makes it that much harder for conservatives and Republicans to push back against it. But that tide could be changing. You see, when the House returns on Thursday, there will be 19 days left in this 30-day special session. Certainly plenty of time to get things done. We've seen them get things done very, very quickly, sometimes in a matter of just days or even hours if something's a priority. But you still have these issues, border security, school choice, COVID mandates. All these items on the call, it remains to be seen whether the House will get them done. If they do not in this first special session, 
expect the anger and the frustration from members, but from other outside forces as well against Speaker Dade Phelan to intensify. Several pro-life groups and individuals are suing the city of San Antonio now over the council's creation of the Reproductive Justice Fund. This fund directs $500,000 of taxpayer money to organizations that pay for abortion travel and assist illegal chemical abortions in Texas. The lawsuit was filed by groups including the San Antonio Family Association as well as Texas Right to Life and was filed in response to the city's council decision to approve the grant the $500,000 grant fund in the city's 2024 budget. Those who lobbied for the budget adjustment include Jane's Due Process, Avow, the Buckle Bunnies Fund, Sueños Sin Fronteras, and the, uh, the Lilith Fund for Reproductive Equity. Texas law currently prohibits anyone from, quote, knowingly procuring an abortion for a state citizen. However, the lawsuit argues that most of these organizations already do this. Other groups that have joined the lawsuit include the Allied Women's Center, Texas for Fiscal Responsibility, Texas Eagle Forum, Texas Leadership Coalition, the Republican Party of Bear County, Bear Conservatives, and Unite San Antonio. Lastly, Texas authorities announced that two Venezuelan illegal aliens attacked and injured a Texas National Guard soldier in El Paso. The attack resulted in him falling into concertina wire. The Texas Department of Public Safety reported that the incident took place Wednesday of last week. The soldier told a DPS trooper that a female grabbed him by the neck, attempting to push him down while a male grabbed the soldier's left leg, causing him to fall into the wire. Around 10.30 a.m., a DPS trooper responded to a radio call of an assault that happened near the Rio Grande. Once the trooper arrived on the scene, he found the soldier where he was informed of the incident. Both were charged with assault, however, the female was charged at large, allowing her to be free due to her traveling with minors. The male received a $3,500 bond. This is all happening, of course, as the border crisis intensifies. Although September's numbers have not been released, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has documented more than 2.2 million, 2.2 million illegal alien encounters this fiscal year at the southwest border. You can check out more stories at texasscorecard.com. No ads, no paywalls, no government grants, and no corporate masters. Just real news for real Texans. This is Texas Scorecard.